This is Lord's Financial Planning with Jim Lord. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Jim Lord provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Lord's Financial Planning with your host, Jim Lord. Good morning, I'm Jim Lord for Lord's Financial Planning. Welcome to our show today. Now, during the show, if you hear something that you'd like some more information on, please pick up the phone, give our office a call at 785-2666-002. Tell the staff what you'd like, and we'll make sure you have it available when you come by to pick it up. You know, while you're out there, you may want to go to the website and uh, check out all the information we have there. And, And by the way, you may also want to click on that radio page. Listen to some of those past shows you might have missed or subscribe to iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. But before we get started today with today's topic, I need to welcome our co-host, Tony Shore. Tony, what's been happening, my man? Well, I have been busy. Uh, My girls are in so many different activities. My two daughters and my son is home, and he's been uh, back home from college, uh, spending the summer at home and working. And my two daughters have jobs and sports and 4-H and so many different activities going on and instrument lessons. So uh, my wife and I have been running around like crazy and we both work full time, as you know. So uh, it's just been crazy over at the Shore household. How about with you, Jim? Are you keeping busy? Are you meeting with folks out there, our listeners and clients? Well, we're meeting with a lot of the clients and we've I've been very fortunate to have uh, several new clients that we've added recently. Excellent. Um, I've got one teenager left at home, as you you well know as well. And this summer, it's been driver's training. Now, it's a mixed. Ah, my youngest is is in driver's ed right now. You know, it's a a mixed bag. You know, you're looking forward to them being able to be able to drive themselves someplace. But by the same token, you're not looking forward to it. So I, I right. don't know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no. no, that's exactly right. That is exactly right. Uh, that's exactly how I feel. Yeah. Yep. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, now, our topic today, what are we talking about? Well, these are going to be a, 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 kind of a, a two topics. They don't really seem like they're related, but then uh, they're probably not really related, but they're things I really want our people to know about, and that's phone scams and tariffs. Phone scams and tariffs. Ah, now, okay. Let's, so let's, that's interesting. Well, I hope it will be interesting to our listeners. So I want to address these two things. And, and let's first of all, let's talk about phone scams, okay? You know, we're going to dive right into examining some, some common phone scams. Uh, and we're going to be talking about some scams highlighted in a, uh, a recent Reader's Digest article. Uh, watch out! These ten phone call scams could steal your money. That's the that's the name of the article. You know, our goal is to uh, to give our listeners Tony information that that can help them avoid falling into these these types of scams. And you know, phone scams are are an increasing problem. Uh, according to a September 2018 press release from First Orin.com, Orin.com. Uh, that's a company designed to provide transparency and communication. 
their news release said 50%, nearly 50% of U.S. phone traffic, mobile traffic, will be scam calls in 219. In other words, 50% of the cell phone calls could be scam calls in 219. Now, that's that's uh, that's pretty pretty exciting. So, you know, arming yourself with, with the knowledge about different types of phone scams, I think, could be useful to, to keeping your financial information safe, Tony. Well, and that's what we want to do is keep all of our information safe, especially financial information. But you said fifty uh, percent of all mobile calls this year will be scams. That's what that, they're saying. Yeah, that is awful. That's that a, sounds terrible. It's it's unbelievable. You know, not not only are there a lot of scam phone calls, but there's also many types of phone scams. You know, the first one mentioned in the Reader's Digest article uh, is the "Can you hear me?" scam. Now, now this con is designed to record your voice when you say yes. And then the recording can be used to claim that you've agreed to something you didn't by the scammer. So one way to avoid this is to to answer in a full sentence. Reader's Digest suggests, I can hear you just fine instead of saying yes. Huh. Uh, And that seems so innocent. I mean, we all remember that classic commercial, can you hear me now with that line? (laughs) But I guess it would be easy for people to get confused and give the scammers then exactly what they want in response. Yes, Tony, you know, that was a very memorable commercial. Um, The next scam is especially prevalent during tax season. The caller will pretend to be the Internal Revenue Service or the return, you know, an agent from their Internal Revenue Service and threatening legal action if you don't pay the balance immediately. You know, they even ask you for personal information. You know, confirm your personal information. Now, this is all a scam. The IRS only uses official letterheads for communication. They don't call you. So, as a matter of fact, they never call you. They send you nasty letters. Okay, so even if you feel that the call might be legitimate, hang up. Call the IRS directly. If you do have an issue, the official phone number should connect you with the appropriate department. Uh, And so to repeat, the IRS will never call you. They always send letters, and I think that's a great point, and a lot of Our listeners, a lot of people don't realize that. That's correct. That's correct. You know, while the IRS won't call you, your bank might. So how do you know if these calls are legitimate? You know, perhaps your bank's calling to verify a recent transaction on your card. You can safely answer yes or no to these questions, but don't provide any additional information. If they ask for further details, hang up. Uh, Flip your bank card over. Call the customer service department. They can verify if the call is legitimate or not. Yeah, they, they can. And I think that's really good. And so, obviously, I'm sure when somebody seems to know information about you, it, it makes it seem more legitimate, right? Yes, they can be very convincing. Um, you know, that's uh, something that scammers really count on. Another tactic involves curiosity. You know, curiosity is hard to resist. You know, maybe there's that one ring call. You know, that scam is a something that's played a lot. The phone rings just once, just once. The scammer wants you to call back out of curiosity so they can confirm that your number is working. You know, they may answer or they may call you back later and flip the script by asking why you called them. Then in your confusion, they can try to get some more personal information out of you. So watch out for that one ringer. Yep, that's a sneaky one, and I, I've had that happen. 
And you know what? That's a dirty trick. And, uh, you know, when people know information about you, it seems like it's good. And then the one ring, uh, they want to confuse and overwhelm you. Uh, these aren't good. No, no. You know, technology can be pretty frustrating for, for most of us and confusing. And, you know, scammers use uh, these emotions to con you out of your data. Um, in the next scam, you can receive a call from someone claiming to be from a major technology company like Apple or Microsoft or Facebook or, or even the local internet provider. You know, they, they might ask you uh, uh, if your computer is working, if you have any problems recently. Uh, they may offer to fix it, you know, fix whatever problem that you have by, by having you download software or an app. Now, this malware will then slow your computer down or your phone and potentially steal your sensitive information. If you have any problems that require technical support, hang up. Call the company directly. Yeah, and that seems to be a big trend. You know what? It's funny. You should talk about that one, Jim, because my mother-in-law got taken by that very phone scam. Mm. Uh, they called up. They said they were Microsoft. They asked her, are you having problems with your computer? Of course, she said yes. She's very elderly and, uh, you know, has problems working her computer all the time. They said, yeah, that's uh, software issues. We can clear that up for you. It's just a small fee, and then we will, if you give us access, we can do all this. So she gave him all this information, all this personal information, access, mm. credit card number. Oh, boy. Um, so she got taken. But uh, again, uh, just to remind our listeners, and I know as a fact, Apple, Microsoft, Facebook, Google, um, uh, the IRS, they will never, ever, ever, ever call you. That's correct. Legitimately. That's You're correct. not going to get a phone call from Apple computers. No. You're, no one at Microsoft is calling you. No. That company will not personally call individuals or customers. In, in uh, fact, Facebook uh, doesn't do it. In fact, if you wanted to try to get somebody at uh, a live person at Facebook or Google, good luck. You, you can't call them on the phone. That's what, uh, that's so what just I was if say. somebody calls, if somebody calls and says they're from this place, just hang up. Yeah, yeah. Just hang up. You can, if you feel you don't want to miss something or it might have been legit, hang up and find their number and call it. Don't ask them their number and then call that number back because they're going to give you a bad number or they're going to give you a number that just rings back through to them and they're scammers. So what you have to do is just hang up on them. Don't say anything. Hang up and then uh, call. Uh, you know, go online or find a number for that company or email that company and ask them directly. You know, I agree with you, so. uh, Tony. That's that's uh, ever so true. You try to call one of these large companies and um, <laughs> it's almost impossible to find a human being to talk to. You also right. need to be aware of, and we haven't uh, touched on this too much, but just mention, I just want to mention it. Uh, beware of some illegitimate uh, scamming emails that you may get that look like they're from an official source. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, so emails are bad, Be too. Be careful yeah. with that. You know, one, one, yeah. I think one of the most disturbing phone scams involves a call claiming that they have uh, a loved one that they're holding, they're holding hostage against their will. You know, it could be your child, your grandchild. Wow. Now, now the scammer, you know, might even, might even play on your emotions with some dramatic acts like, you know, maybe somebody's screaming in the background or, or pleading for help. And, and, and in these scenarios, um, you know, it could be easy to get your emotions carried away. And so try to contact your loved one in another word. Gather as much information from the caller as you possibly can, because if they're willing to stay on the phone and help you confirm a monetary transaction, 
it's quite possible that they're a scammer, not a kidnapper. No, kidnappers rarely want to stay on the phone very long. So if they're willing to hold while you get your wallet, uh, that should be a real red flag to you if you get one of those calls. Yeah. Yeah. That's That seems to be uh, happening a lot. And that's an especially horrible scam. I can't imagine how terrifying it would be to get such a call. That's very true, Tony. You know, hopefully, uh, you know, talking about these types of phone scams today, uh, even though they can be pretty uncomfortable, um, I hope this is going to help our listeners be prepared if someone tries to scam them in the future. And You know, we have a few more phone scams to talk about, though, so stay tuned after the break. Well, you're exactly right, Jim. The time is up for this segment. We do need to take a break. Is there anything else you want to share for our listeners, though, before we do? Well, Tony, you know, we talk a lot about retirement planning on our show. We do a lot of retirement planning for folks who are in retirement or preparing for retirement. But I want to mention, too, that we do a lot of complete financial planning from the beginning of one's work life to the end of one's work life. And when we're doing that, we're always looking at three things, kind of like a milk stool. We're looking at if you die too soon, live too long, or become incapacitated. So I want to encourage you listeners to go to our website, go to lordsfinancialplanning.com, look at all the resources we have. Then give us a call at 785-266-6002. Tell the staff you'd like to have a one-hour no-obligation consultation, and we'll be glad to sit down with you, pour you an awesome cup of coffee, talk about what's important to you, and share with you how we may be able to assist you put together a life financial plan. And stay tuned because we're going to be right back to talk more about avoiding phone scams here on Lord's Financial Planning after this. Do you feel like you need help navigating your retirement? Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. This toolkit provides valuable information on income planning, asset allocation, tax planning, legacy planning, and more. Receive your retirement toolkit from Lord's Financial Planning by visiting lordsfinancialplanning.com or calling us at 785-266-6002. And welcome back to Lord's Financial Planning. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore, and our host is Jim Lord. And Jim, uh, we're doing great today. We're having a good conversation. You're talking to us about uh, some phone scams and what to do to avoid falling for some of these Uh now, as a reminder to our listeners, uh, they can go to lordsfinancialplanning.com and listen to the show, listen to the first part if they miss some, or listen to past shows. Uh, again, lordsfinancialplanning.com and go to the radio show page. They can also subscribe to the show as a podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. Um, you know, we went over a lot of information earlier and I think that uh, that's really important to cover. Uh, some of these phone scams uh, are scary, aren't they? That's a great point, Tony. Um, you know, those previous uh, episodes can be a valuable resource to listen to if you haven't haven't heard them. So um, go to our go to our radio page and, and and check some of those out. You know, in the first segment, we we mentioned several phone scams that uh, can seem very legitimate. Another type of scam is uh, the article mentioned, the Reader's article, is the jury eligibility. Now, I hadn't heard of that one. <laughs> you see, a target... No, I hadn't heard of that one no, either. No, it's, it's really kind of unique. A target receives a phone call that claims they're up for jury duty. 
The scammer then asks them to confirm, you know, personal information. Uh, and what they're trying to do, of course, is to steal sensitive information. So, as we mentioned earlier, the best way to combat this type of an attempt to get your personal information is to hang up and then call the official number associated with the department, the courthouse, whatever. You know, don't ask the caller for a number to call them back. If they're legitimate, they should be able to call. You should you should be able to call them through an official number to confirm if they're legitimate. Right, and once again, that's just like. Uh, in our first segment with the IRS and the bank scams, uh, just hang up the phone and call them back, right? Exactly. You know, the, the attempt's the same no matter what kind of a smokescreen they're throwing at you uh, or, you know, what kind of disguise they're using. And it could be the IRS, the bank, jury duty, even even something like a sweepstakes giveaway. Let me tell you about my experience with a sweepstakes giveaway. You'll love this. One Saturday morning, I'm sleeping in, believe it or not. I don't know why, but I really enjoyed sleeping in that day. <laughs> and, and I get this call, and it's, it's a guy with kind of an English accent. We just want to let you know that you have won the sweepstakes. Really? And I'm pinching myself trying to wake up, and he goes on through, uh, you know, verifies my address and my phone number, and I yell, and he says, well, I've got a phone number you need to call back. Now, here's a number, a, a, a claim number that you'll need to give the, the phone that you call back. So you call back the claim number, and there's, they ask you for it. And then they're going to ask you, uh, you know, this guy says, well, um, the second call, I'm, I'm, I call in. He wants to know if I, I, I want the paparazzi to be available. Well, that was my first clue. You don't call the TV stations in this country paparazzi, okay? <laughs> and... He said, well, now, to get this, long story short, to get this uh, uh, sweepstakes, uh, we, we need to prepay some of the taxes. So if you'd take a $50,000 check to the post office <laughs> and put wow. it in a safe deposit box, I said, the post office isn't open today. Oh. <laughs> so anyway, that was my experience. But, you know, they're, 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 those incoming calls, they, they ask for a lot of personal information. They may want to know your Social Security number. Don't give it to them. Or maybe your financial account. You know, this, this should be treated with great caution. Great caution. Well, yeah, and a healthy dose of skepticism is probably what's needed here. I think that's probably our most valuable weapon against some of these scams, right? I think that's very well put, Tony. You know, that brings us to the final phone scam that uh, we're going to discuss today. And as as we mentioned before, scam artists will prey on confusion. You know, they like to use scare tactics, and uh, they often will at times. They also take advantage of an individual's charitable nature. You know, scammers could maybe impersonate charities or political parties or lobbyists or nonprofit organizations or even the alumni at where you went to school. You know, they'll use the charitable nature against you, use your charitable nature against you, and ask you for donations over the phone. Now, you may want to donate to these things, but, you know, you need to ask them to mail you more information or just hang up on them and then call the charity or the alumni direct. You know, this could be kind of hard for people sometimes to be that rude, but it's better off to be a little rude with this telephone person than to give them your financial information and risk a loss. Yeah. Yeah, good point. Are there ways to check up on charitable organizations? I'm glad you asked. 
you know, there's there's some resources to help you learn more about your organization. And one, one third-party resource is CharityNavigator.org. Now, what this does, this, this CharityNavigator.org rates organizations on factors like how much of your donation really goes to the cause versus the administrator cost, you, the administrative cost. You'd be amazed when you look at some of those, Tony. You'd really be amazed at how little gets to where you need it to go to. You know, Charity Navigator's rating system uh, examines true two two broad areas of charity performance: their financial health and their accountability and transparency. Now, their ratings, I think, really can be very helpful to donors uh, make informed decisions. Where is the money going? You know, since two thousand one, they've rated more than nine thousand charities, and that's that's a real good source. Charity navigator.com would really encourage our listeners to check that out we have been talking about phone scams but now we're going to move on to a different topic something that's also been in the news a lot lately which is tariffs and how they can affect us we've certainly heard this word a lot this past year when it comes to potential trade wars across the globe could you help our listeners and myself understand how the different percentages we hear about tariffs in the news work? Absolutely, Tony. <clears throat> For example, let's let's say a tariff uh, on a microwave is 25% from a foreign uh, uh, company. Uh, so that, let's say the price of the microwave was 100 bucks, but now it's got a 25% tariff. So due to the tariff, uh, the American company buying the microwave would have to pay an additional $25. This, of course, brings the cost of the microwave to 125 Now, the importer often passes this increased expense on to the consumer who purchases the microwave. So the extra $25 doesn't go to the foreign company selling the microwave. Tariff proceeds go to the U.S. Department of the Treasury. Huh, interesting. Uh, I did not know that. So the tariff percentage can potentially impact the cost of the goods being taxed. Uh, are tariffs a new concept? No, not at all. You know, according to a Smithsonian.com article, uh, a history of American ever-shifting stance on tariffs. Tariffs aren't a new concept at all. In fact, they go all the way back to 1760s. All right, now this is going to bring back memories for you. But you know, Great Britain, prior to our independence, charged heavy import taxes and increased prices on every durable goods that we brought into the United States. They weren't yet the United States; they were the 13 colonies. But they had tariffs on glass, lead, paper. Even tea. I think you can see where we're going with this. Yeah. Yep. Uh, tea. Uh, I think you're referring to a certain party in Massachusetts Bay. That correct. A while correct back. Amongo. Correct Amongo. You know, that famous tea party was uh, partly in response to those high prices. And after the American Revolution, tariffs were a major source of revenue, though, for the new American government. Now, remember, there wasn't a federal income tax, get a lot of this, Tony, until 1913. How about that? Wow. Tariffs also had a hand in the Great Depression. You know, many economists believe that Herbert Hoover's protectionist move, the Smoot-Haley Act, in June of 1930, probably did more harm than it did good. Now, it was supposed to help the country recover from the stock market crash of 29, but it really made things worse, even internationally. Now, production booms during World War II and the Cold War led the country to enact fewer tariffs. 
and to focus on aligning with more of a free trade philosophy. Now, this this philosophy uh, eventually led to the establishment of the World Trade Organization in 1995. Hmm. So tariffs have been around a long time. Uh, why does it feel like they're relatively new or so popular right now? Well, since 2016, the election, tariffs have been making a comeback. Now, they've been used as foreign policy tools as much as they've been used for economic tools. Tariffs as high as 25% have been limited against imports from China, Canada, the European Union, South Korea, Brazil, Argentina, and, and more countries. Uh, and this can also affect exports from the United States. Countries can often react to new tariffs by imposing their own on products coming from the United States, Tony. Yeah. So that's why they've probably been in the news so much these past few years. Well, now that we know what tariffs are and what their history is, let's let's look at uh, let's look at how tariffs can affect the consumer. According yeah. to the uh, MagnifyMoney.article, article, consumers generally end up paying half or two thirds of the tariff cost. The rest of the tariff is absorbed by the foreign exporters or the U.S. company importing the product. Now. With higher-end specialized products, the entire cost is sometimes passed on to the consumer. Another factor with highly specialized products is that a company might have no choice but to pay a tariff because they can't find the product anywhere else. Then they pass that extra expense on to the consumer. Now, with lower-end products like T-shirts, you know, there's a lot of competition out there from a lot of countries on making T-shirts. So, Foreign companies often lower their cost to offset the tariff, and this means that on the lower end, highly competitive good consumers typically don't experience any any additional tariff cost. Tariffs have long been a part of the American economy. You know, currently it uh, seems the era of few tariffs and robust free trade is is ending. Tariffs um, will likely continue to dominate news as governments increasingly use them. I think as economic tools and foreign policy tools. You know, I, I hope our conversation today for our listeners, Tony, has, has uh, given them more clarity on the mechanics of tariffs, as well as the discussion we had in the first part of the show about phone scams. Yeah. Well, we've covered the gamut today, Jim. I mean, we talked a lot about phone scams, and there are a number of them out there. Uh, mostly the solution to avoiding phone scams is just hang up. <laughs> and yep, and yep. call the, the, the company or the person back. Uh, find the number on your own. Don't use numbers they give you. Don't talk to them over the phone. It's probably a scam. And never so, say yes. <laughs> yeah, and never, never say, say yes. Word yes. Yep. Uh, so uh, that covered that. And then tariffs. I feel like we, we just uh, scratched the surface. Uh, all interesting stuff, all very timely, but we're out of time for today's show. Jim, is there anything else you want to add before we go today? Well, I want to thank our listeners for tuning in today. And, and as uh, Tony said and, and uh, myself previously, hope you've learned something from the show that can be useful for you. Visit our website. Go to lordsfinancialplanning.com. Check out the resources. And then call our office and tell the staff you'd like to have that one-hour no-obligation consultation. I'll be looking forward to visiting with you live and in person when you come in. Thank you again for listening and have a great weekend. Thank you for listening to Lord's Financial Planning. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Jim Lord at Lord's Financial Planning. Call 785 266 
1-800-227-6002 or visit the website at lordsfinancialplanning.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Gradient Securities, LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 866-991-1539. Member FINRA, SIPC. Gradient Securities, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor, offers investment advisory services under the DBA of Gradient Wealth Management. Gradient Securities, LLC, and its advisors do not render tax, legal, or accounting advice. Insurance products and services are offered through Lord's Financial Planning. Lord's Financial Planning is not affiliated with Gradient Securities, LLC. Gradient Securities, LLC, and Lord's Financial Planning are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Please refrain from posting reviews of your experience as this may be considered testimonials and are prohibited by the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC. Like should not be considered a positive reflection of the investment advisory services offered by Gradient Securities, LLC, GS, and or their investment advisor representatives.